and Kajal. It's Monday. Welcome to the Too Much Tip Podcast. My name's Dave. I'm going to host today if that's okay with y'all. Um, Dylan's in here with me rocking uh, what appears to be a washed media sweatshirt. You a little chilly? What you can uh, not currently purchase at the washed media shop, but you will soon be able to purchase along with some other fine, fine products. Shout uh, out Shopify. And I'm not sure yet if you can purchase the hat that KJ is wearing. Live hey from there, the dungeon. Boys. Live from the basement. Hey there, boys. Just figure I'd check in with you, fellas. It's been a couple weeks, huh? See, he's doing the Wisconsin cheese thing, Dave. You get it? Oh, it's a cheese hat. That's where he is. It's made out of cheese. Did someone get you that as a parting gift? It looks like I stole this like right off of uh what's Vince's last name? I can't fucking <laughs> Young? Yeah, Vince Young. I kept wanting to say Vince Williams. I don't even know sports anymore. It looks like I stole it off his head. It looks like the uh, golden hat from the Red River rivalry put it on my head. But hey. to answer the question, it was not a parting gift. Full disclosure, I stole it off a cubicle as I was like clearing out my office uh, <laughs> before the move. Somebody had it on their desk and it's like, yep, that's totally my hat. Nobody else comes into this place. <laughs> well, I think you deserve it. After all you've your been boy, through the last couple uh, weeks. Yeah. Your boy is uh, the complete opposite of Dylan's last two weeks. I'll tell you that much. Well, kid, yeah, I miss you, first of all. Get that out there. Feel like I, I miss you too, Dylan. And, and I'll say this. Uh, you know, Allow me to be the first to say congratulations on uh, not only being married and going on a, you know, what looked to be a very lit honeymoon, but coming back as what seems to be dressed as Will DeFreeze. Yeah, it's it's a bit chilly in the studio today. I don't know what's going on, man. You feeling okay? I feel I feel great. I'm just it's just cold in here. I don't know what it is. Do you, are you not cold? No, not really. I'm it's, running a little hot today. It's crispy in here. Freaking sports guy, hey, you know. I miss the warmth of, the warmth of your touch, man. I mean, Can use I it, wish right? I had a little bit of it for myself because I'm wearing a full blown QZ and pants. Uh, because what they don't tell you about basements up north is if it's 60 degrees outside like it might as well be 45 in this basement so mm. uh as the unpacking continues over this week i will be uh, in search of my my space heater what's been your least favorite part about moving mm. it would have to be i don't know top three i'll just go ahead and list them uh the movers destroying a pretty reasonably priced television uh, and to respond to no less than 15 people in my DMs, no, Dylan did not come and try to hang my television. <laughs> that was my next question. As uh, Landry was the first to respond with that, and then there were a good dozen DMs after that that followed, mm -hmm. uh, including former intern Klein. So shouts to him. Thank of you. Of course. Um, oh. the busted TV takes the cake. Uh, follow that up with your boy lost his driver's license. Like... <laughs> In between flying back down to bring my you know, wife and kids up to Madison, flying with them, like I lost my driver's license. So, uh, you know, super tight experience of like going through TSA with a toddler for the first time and having to be like, hey, dad's just going to go over here and answer like 45 questions and show them my Costco membership and see if they let me through. I've been there. Not fun. 
Not with a toddler though. Not in, in it turned, I will say flying with kids turned out to be way easier. Um, this flight, he slept whole time. Uh, and lastly, I'll say arriving into Madison and, uh, with a toddler and a newborn car seats, didn't make it. No car seats. Didn't <laughs> so make it. Like, they didn't tag them whenever uh, we left DFW. So they were just bouncing around DFW's like luggage section or whatever. That's tough. Man. Uh, <laughs> so you're just, I'm just sitting there like, okay, how do I get these kids like uh, out of here? So after about an hour and a half of explaining, they like lent us two car seats and uh, tracked them down and got them to us the next day. But like, you know, as you can imagine, the stress of traveling, getting all of your bags and everything uh, here. And then you're like, oh, now I can't leave the fucking airport. That was uh, the least type version. Yeah, we're about to go through that. So we're, we're going to Florida in a couple of weeks and we're flying with uh, baby roads for the first time. And I did not oh. think about all of the all of the things checking a like checking a car seat or you know getting one from the rental place that whole deal like the the pack and play where he's going to sleep it's it's a real beating and i haven't even how, stepped foot on the plane yet how long do you have until your trip 2 weeks okay it may be pretty close but and this is definitely non spawn but wouldn't suck if uh brett hit him with the line highly would recommend baby quip uh, it's a website that essentially is set for this situation where you don't have to like lug all that shit and they'll bring you actual decent versions because, uh, trying to rent the one from the rental car, just fine. But you'll quickly realize like the versions they have are like minimum standards acceptable. But like, I imagine you have more than like the $20 car seat. And, yeah, and that's they, what you're rocking. So they don't they don't hit you with the uh, the car seat that turns into a stroller that also turns into like a, a podcast studio. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Anything you want it really. It just it's a pop up tent if you need it. Baby Quip will hit you with all that. Uh, National rental car. No, and yeah, I need to stop naming names here. To date, they're not. I would say it's the equivalent of uh, you showing up to uh, pregame with a styrofoam cooler when you're used to rocking like a, a legit casket cooler. It both, both will get the job done to varying degrees of success. <laughs> got it. That's, that's, that's good intel. Well, I'm glad you got somewhat situated. Um, Brett, Brett filled in admirably for you, but um, I, miss, I miss having um, a giant human uh, dwarfing Dylan. <laughs> It's the, just not the same. Yeah, the, the good news for me is I look regular size again, which is great. <laughs> so you I'm happy about size. that. So I think that's, you know, an improvement. Very domestic. I'll, I will take looking like a tiny human any day if if you were sitting in this seat right here next to me, KJ. did not feel real yet that you're gone, man. The first place that I saw after getting off the plane this trip and, you know, and getting out of the airport finally. They start heading down the street. Shit, you not, you folks at home, you folks at home can uh, Google it if you want. Is the uh, hardware store called Dorn True Value? And I'm like, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, he's still right there. Well, that I I appreciate that, and that that store, or at least I don't know if it's other places too, but it's it's been sent to me a number of times. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we it's out, out here. The king of frat oh, abides. We out here, Dave. 
Well, um, have you even gotten a chance to watch any of the sporting events? Unfortunately, I have. I really wish that like I could have claimed, man, it's just been fucking chaotic. But now uh, I've at least been able to plug in and just watch slaughtering upon slaughtering of, of any interest. If it was, uh, I don't know, comeback story by Tiger or uh, those little Mavs, nothing looked good for your boy over the week. But uh, we'll dive into it. We can just we could start there. I think I think the Mavs are a good jump off point. Um, as I'm ready to jump off of a building. Oh. <laughs> no, seriously, it's all right. Um, we're down 3-0. I say we. I'm a, if you're new here, I'm a I'm a big Mavs guy. Mm-hmm. As is KJ Dylan. I think you're, you're just kind of you're along for the ride. You're just you're just watching. The Spurs are rebuilding. I support the Mavs because I support my friend Dave. It's very nice. I need to be nicer to you when it comes to UT, but yeah, you honestly should be more on them later. Um, <laughs> no, it, this is not good. This is not good. Um, I last time last time we were here, we we had a game seven um, last Monday, I guess it was. Started the uh, started the Western Conference Finals Wednesday. I did I did not expect us to win game one. I thought they'd come out and just got through a grueling seven game series against a team with the best record. Fine. The Warriors are rested and they're the Warriors at home. Whatever. Game two, though, Friday night. Did you catch any of that? I did. Yeah. And it gave you hope. It started off kind of positive. We had him in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> yep. Mavs uh, looked, looked very sharp early. Um, that, that little left-handed dude you'll have, I keep forgetting his name. Jalen Brunson. Brunson. That dude is a, a baller. He's a, an automatic bucket. Or he was in that game for most of it anyway. He's He's been a delight in the playoffs. Yeah. He has played because he's up for a contract. So someone's going to pay him big money. And, and I'm hoping it's us because I think he's proven himself. Yeah, but. He, he's earning every bit of it. Um, Mavs looked good early. Luka looked good. Brunson looked insane. Um, but kind of like I, I think I said this last week, I said basketball is just a frustrating sport for me to watch because it feels like no matter how how much a team can get up, the the other team always seems to close. Especially when that other team is the Golden State Warriors. Yes. <laughs> the the ultimate team. To, if you have a lead, you never feel safe. Like we talked about that game seven with the Suns. Uh, you know, Mavs are up like 35, and I was still like in my head like, well, they go on like an eight oh run and it's just stupid and then we're up 14 at the half and i'm like against the warriors i was like nope this is not good <laughs> yeah. and i've been on the others i've i've been a uh, objective in uh watching the warriors over the years always kind of rooted for them just because i didn't have an interest uh and i you know i thought it was great i was like oh dude they can turn a 20 point deficit into a lead in like three minutes fantastic being on the other side of that fucking sucks it does suck man. it's I- it's you're helpless and you're you're at home and you're by yourself and your kids crying and you're crying. Not good. I felt for you. I did. I didn't like watching that vicariously through you. I, I knew what you were feeling and it, it's a hopeless feeling. Um Warriors are fucking good though. It's the only the only solace I can offer you. It's like they're that's a good basketball team. Steph is is Steph. How do you Bad. feel about Steph, KJ? I, I will say that the Warriors have I won't say left the series, but you know, Luca left the game last night talking about when this season's over. So I feel like I'm not in the wrong to bring it up, but 
the Warriors are leaving this series somehow more demoralizing than any team the Mavs have played and lost to, but less hateable. Like there have been some some scrums and whatnot. Jordan Poole got a little bit chirpy last night. You know, Steph has been flamboyant stuff, but he's like consistently that way in every game. And it doesn't seem, and he rarely does it like to the players as much as he does it to the crowd. Draymond's just been like as advertised, like n- nothing really extra. So I won't walk away like rooting against the Warriors in the finals, but I will walk away being like, it's weird to fucking go into a series and leave it feeling like, oh man, we need to change our roster lest we want to lose again to, I don't know, fucking Kevin Looney. Andrew Wiggins, Kevin Looney, Wiggins Jordan Poole. But like Looney has been, I would say, like the one that they have no answer for. Like they don't have a, a, a like usable big that has any defense to like say, okay, let's just make this trade three for threes, threes for threes. And it wouldn't turn out in the mass favor because their legs seem to be shot. But like they're just going to that well and fucking Looney of all people. Yeah, they're getting destroyed on the boards too, which cliche, but you can't give Golden State second chances because someone's always open and they move really well. And Clay, even if Clay misses his first six shots, he's going to hit some big ones in the second half. Um, scary if that dude ever gets back to 100% because I don't know. They're they're set. I mean, I don't I don't know if their depth can match. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Miami and Boston are both. Jimmy Butler may not even play tonight. Like, so I don't. The Warriors are going to be the favorites in the in the finals. Should they should they close this three zero deal and not <laughs> blow a three zero lead? Now they did once blow a three one lead. No one wants to talk about that. So there's a there's precedent for a choking there. I don't know. Uh, this is a seemingly a bigger magnitude as the Mavs are tired, outmatched, and outgunned. But you know, just saying, if do, we could get one at home, do the Mavs need? A Pippin, a, a a co-star to go along with Luca. They need. I mean, I think yes, but I think what they're going to do is they're going to re-sign Brunson, and he will be he will be that guy. And then I would not be entirely surprised if they didn't if they just ran back the the same roster next year. You know, a few a few guys here or there, maybe like Dinwiddie's not with them or something, but. Um, yeah, because Luca, I mean, Luca went off for 40 last night and they lost by nine. And, you know, he, he, game two, he went for like 43 or 42. So he can only do so much. And when the guys on the perimeter aren't hitting threes, they don't have a chance against the Warriors. And that's it. And those guys, Reggie Bullock, yeah, Dorian Finney's overnight again, though. That was bad. That, I felt really bad for him. He's a good dude. Those guys have played so many minutes in these playoffs. Like Dorian Finney-Smith, I know there was a time where he was playing more minutes than anybody in the playoffs. And like those guys just look tired, and they're it kind of shows in their in their shots. Him and Maxi were awful. Um, I don't know. I it, say, I'm trying to not let it skew how I'm going to look at this roster going into next year. We're seeing a little bit of a. The Warriors are a better team, but the Suns technically were a better team. If the Warriors would have played the Mavs. In round two, I think you could have seen a similar outcome to what the Suns series looked like with the Mavs. Like the Mavs could have beaten the Warriors in that series, I think, not being as exhausted as they are. And then they would have got demolished by the Suns, I believe. Um, And I think that the Warriors, having played the Grizzlies without John Morant for 
the majority of that series. Granted, the Grizzlies have a much better team around them than you know Luca has around them. They went twenty and five without John Morant on all season. So like the Warriors were substantial, you know, even without job, but the amount that he moves that that's going to wear the hell out of Steph Curry. Like the Mavericks don't have like Jalen Brunson's good. He's not that like he doesn't move and, and, you know, run people ragged. They don't have a jet Terry type person who's just running the court like Steph Curry does. So, um, you just got a little bit of mismatch, I think, there at the guard position and then obviously at, at the big position. So in the finals, you know, I, I think I'm, 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 you know, went out on a limb and picked two of the top four favorites a few weeks back. But I would be delighted to see a Warriors Heat finals because that means I do not have to see any Boston fans. I, I co-sign that. Although, man, it's, it's a weird relationship I've got with Boston because I, I actually like – most of the dudes on their team, I just it's just bought it's just the fan it's just the fans. That's it. Everybody it's Bill Simmons. DJ and <laughs> DJ and Peter, the only two Boston fans that get a pass. They do get a yes. pass. They do get a pass always. Those are our dogs. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Heat. If Butler's hurt, it's weird. Uh, Tyler Heroes out tonight. That's that's a weird that's a weird series, and I, I've been watching it. And, and normally, I wouldn't really. Pay that close attention to it, but I'm I'm kind of invested at this point. Plus, we do the sports podcast, so kind of have to. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I kind of could have used without I could have used without uh, Luca getting just absolutely yammed on last night. Didn't um, need that. You but, want less of that, or do you want less of Charles Barkley riding a horse through uh, the AAC Plaza? Um, less of that. Less Reggie Miller on my TV uh, every other night. He's not good. He had one of the. They fouled. Let me just say that I, I should have pulled the audio. Uh, Luca fouled at the end of the shot clock. He he fouled Wiggins on a on a long like fadeaway three, and Reggie actually posited like maybe uh, you know they say you shouldn't foul a three point shooter, um, but Wiggins <laughs> hasn't necessarily been hitting his free throw, so maybe it's a good foul. It just wasn't. He also went three for three immediately after that from the line. Just just gaff after gaff and. God, I do like SVG, Stan Van Gundy. Can we call him SVG? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like him better than his brother. But all in all, that that, that crew has been bad. Makes you miss Chris Webber. I didn't hate I didn't hate C Webb. People he just had too deep of a voice for people. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> no, I just I always I, he just had a deep voice, you know. You kind of have a deep voice too. Yeah, but I fake mine. You're just totally fake. Yeah. Everybody knows that. I don't know, man. I, that was also – I don't know. That's an offensive foul. Should have been a flagrant two. Probably kicked him out for the series. Um, but I'm not an official, so whatever. Anything else before we move on from the uh, NBA playoffs? Sorry, Dave. It's not over, though. I just want us to win I want us to win one at home, and then I want us to play a close one. I want to be a pest at this point. I just want to make their road to their next title as difficult as possible. I want them to think they got it, and then we won't die. I want to see the Mavs not lay down. Fair. That's a that's a real hot take I've got there. Speaking of hot takes, that's a, that's a fan who's accepted his his team's reality. I mean, it's we've I, I we've overperformed this season. We should not have. No one had us beating the Suns. Literally, no one. So I'm happy with it. Lucas, 23. Dylan, do me a favor. <laughs> Speaking of 23, take that hat off. Before we get into this, I I do have to say my hair has grown out a bit okay. since I have dyed it. 
So you might see some grays sneaking in underneath the black, dark brown, black layer over it. But yeah, I, I've dyed my hair, folks. It's true. Did you happen to use L'Oreal Paris Men Expert One Twist Hair Color? It's exactly what I used. Me and Jamie Lannister used the same product. Yes, that is facts. It offers natural, undetectable gray coverage made for men. Only takes, what, five minutes maybe? It took five minutes. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's all in one bottle. You, there's a little, little tab that you snap off. You shake it. And you apply it and you let it sit for five minutes. The whole process took six and a half minutes probably, but you could because you let it sit for five. It is so easy. It smells good. Uh, and you shower afterward and you're left with uh, no grays, folks. Which a look I've been flirting with going toward for a while. I mean, I've wondered for a long time how I would look without gray hair. As a man, as you know, I've grown up. You are a man. Yeah, thank you. And uh, now I know. And I'm very pleased with the outcome. There's no mixing of multiple formula tubes. You've seen, you ever seen those where it's you got to do like a science project before you you put the stuff in your hair? I'm not trying to do well, that. Men men are dumb when it comes to this kind of stuff. They just want something quick and easy, and this is this is the product for them. Men only want one thing. <laughs> Available online at Amazon and Walmart, or in stores at Walmart near the razors. Man, I look. I'm I'm getting there. I've I've noticed a couple pop up in my mustache. And if I if I'm gonna keep the mustache, I might have to. Uh, I know they're gonna they're gonna be joining me on top of the head too, so I may as well get a hold of some of those. Before I did it, um, I was talking to Brittany, my wife, and I was like, "Hey, I got I'm gonna dye my hair. Got this new L'Oreal product in." She said, "I don't like it. I love your grays." I said, "Well, you're gonna see how I look without them." And I showed her. She was very pleasantly surprised. She it looks good. Very into it. Looks it. Good. Thank you, KJ. I haven't seen you since before, and uh, maybe that's why I feel like you've got such a fresher look right now. I oh. thought it was the wedding, really the hair. It's my guy right there. Check it out. That's L'Oreal Paris Men Expert One Twist Hair Color. Did you guys watch golf? Uh, I, I did watch quite a bit of golf, yes. KJ, I know you were glued. Uh, as someone who traversed the country... And uh, considered stopping down in Tulsa midway. I was like, man, why are hotels so expensive last like Monday and Tuesday? And then I was reminded they're playing the PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I tuned in as I typically do for tournaments to see the course, the vibes, seeing and like the day two to three leaderboard and seeing our boys, Alatoris, Dallas's own. Uh, rocking at the top of the leaderboard for a lot of it, or near the top of the leaderboard, I should say. Uh, I certainly stayed plugged in to the scores. What'd you think about that uh, Tiger 79 on Saturday? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, the, look, the guy, he did, okay, he's getting older. He had the very serious leg injury, obviously. People get excited because he's Tiger and he's like he's he's out there, but people need to stop expecting big moments out of Tiger. Just just don't. You'll be you're just gonna just end up disappointed every single time because he doesn't have a whole lot in him at this point. And that leg might get healthy again. He might make a couple of runs here and there. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be doing much running. But in it. the time the time being, everyone needs to just chill out with Tiger. He was 50 to one to win this. Nobody, that was, that yeah, was, I, I didn't see, no one actually thought he had a chance. He did win at Southern Hills in no, 07. People absolutely thought he had a chance. Those people, okay. 
like, no, just the fact that he's out there is enough for me. I'm ha I'm happy watching him. If I'm at that tournament, I'm following Tiger for a few holes. I'm going to follow the sea of humanity with the Spieth, Rory, Tiger trifecta. But dude has a I will say if he, the fact that he went out and played, and I guess he's only playing the majors, is that kind of the assumption at this point? And then his tournament? Majors might, and sprinkling in yeah, a couple he'll, here he'll and there. dabble here and there as long as he's healthy. I, I don't mind that he goes out there and gives an effort. I do believe that he is beginning to shift his mentality of like, I'm not playing unless I can feel confident that I can win. And he's made comments in the past that like he's beginning to actually enjoy golf, um, that he's beginning to kind of understand like the shift that he's got to make in his expectations. I think once we catch up with that, hopefully TV will catch up with not giving us every single shot on a 13 over day. Like, so then we can enjoy it passively and you're not just watching a slow train wreck, like ruining the, you know, memory of tiger, like let him be one of the guys for a tournament or two that he's not like competing in. And when he's making a run, I think it will be that much more special. We don't have to watch all of the decline to enjoy like, you know, his next effort at Augusta. Like we'll be there for it regardless. That's pretty insightful stuff from KJ. He's an insightful man. Yeah, his leg uh, seemed to hurt him more this tournament than it did during the Masters. I mean, he he was really struggling at times. He looked bad. He looked like he was in pain Friday. Yeah, I. You know, he he he, he very clearly was in pain Friday. Yeah, I, that was tough. I'm glad I wasn't around to watch all of that round, but I saw enough to to feel bad about myself as well. Um, did you see Smiley Kaufman's back in the game? I didn't catch any of his. Um, he just did color commentary? Com commentating. Uh, I think he's doing encore stuff for okay. ESPN. I didn't maybe catch plus. any of it, but I, I did see that he was doing it. I sent some Twitter chatter, I believe. Um, good for him. I, did, did anybody catch it? Did he do okay? He's, I think most people thought he did well. Um, Young guy, I didn't realize. I, I'm not familiar with him, so I, didn't, I, I guess I don't know his backstory. So he was in he came up with the spieth justin thomas ricky fowler crew so they did that they had their big breakout moment at baker's bay that when they were posting all over snapchat and they were playing golf and bathing suits and the internet loved it and we we probably were part of that he first landed on my radar because he played in the dell match play one year so that means he ascended to top 64 players in the world then he had that nice masters where he was i believe in the final group on sunday he flamed out a little bit uh, down the stretch, but he finished top 10, I want to say. Um, and then the next year, I guess it wasn't top 10 because he would have been invited back. Yeah, I, I don't remember how he finished. I know I don't know if he went out and shot 80, but he, he played pretty bad. And, and I then think he, that was 2016 because 2017 is the year I went, and he was obviously not playing yeah, the tournament he, that year. He, he, did the Natty he got Light the thing. bag from Natty Light. And Ooh, okay. he, instead of in when he was not eligible for the Masters, he went to the Natty House, and that's where Dylan met him. Which I get, you know, I don't hold it against him. You got to make your sponsors happy, but it is it's kind of a tough look. It's like, oh, I'm not playing this week. Yeah, I'm he, uh, I'm at the Natty House. Yeah, he just kind of lost his game, and he hasn't really done anything since then. Um, so it's he's still working in golf, and I guess that's you know good for him. Yeah, I guess now that y'all mention it. Uh, it I'm kind of remembering, I guess after 2017, he'd missed like 37 out of 40 cuts mm -hmm. uh, before losing his card. And then he was trying to make his way back into the tour, you know, had to go through uh, the corn Ferry tour, do Q school, all that. 
And I think probably why they had him here was because it, it was actually like a year or two at Southern Hills um, where he was like nine over and didn't make it out of round two of Q school. Uh, so maybe it was like uh, extending the branch. This is him pivoting. Yeah. They were kind of come like face your demons. You know this place well. But I, I don't know if that's all true. It's just kind of what I'm remembering from seeing. You, know, you get a good memory. It's amazing the way KJ's mind, like he didn't, he didn't remember who this guy was just a few minutes ago. Then he just tapped back into this this memory bank that he just this reserve tank of knowledge that he didn't know he had. KJ's different, and he just pulled it all up. Like that's that is some impressive podcasting right there. I really appreciate you using the word remembering at the beginning of that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, thoughts on uh, what was it? Uh, Justin's eleventh. His comeback, I guess. JT's comeback mm-hmm. was. I, I read the recap, had to go back and watch the highlights for his, his uh, final round. And I saw that he had to come back. I guess I didn't realize all of it took place on his back nine. Um, and then even then, who's the name I'm forgetting who just completely effed themselves on their tee shot on 18? Pereira? Pereira. Mito Me- Pereira. The, Mito. Uh, yeah. Like... Obviously, the story about JT is is incredible. It's great to watch, but like, couldn't this have really easily been relegated to like Spieth's Masters comeback story if Pereira just would have finished it out on eighteen? Yeah, um, it it was a weird deal because like the tournament was fairly boring. Like Saturday and Sunday, there there wasn't a lot happening. Like yesterday, everybody got a little buzz because Rory came out and. Mm-hmm. Looked like he could go out there and go real low. Probably. And and then you saw, you know, Justin Thomas. Oh, Justin Thomas is playing very well. What'd you say, KJ? You said that Rory came out. I wasn't aware, but you know, shout okay. okay. What what's Rory he's what's Rory's deal? Why can't the guy just can't win? I don't he know. Want, he wasn't on a major in like 18 years. Everybody was like, everybody was so I'm sick and horny for it. And I was part of that. The I was like, has, oh, we're gonna it's gonna be great. The dude has so much game. And just can't put it together for four rounds. It's Dude, frustrating to watch like him play. He's the best driver of the golf ball. He's in, he's, he it's has insane. so much game. I just said Spieth. I meant Rory's Augusta performance with his comeback is what I was trying to say before. But is Rory just not a killer? Like, as dumb as that sounds, That's what we it talk is. about that with certain players, like with Luca, we've brought it up. We talk about it in, uh, you know, Tigers, that kind of mentality. We talk about his mom gave him that mentality of like, fuck those other players, like, go out there and kill. You know, go out there to win by twenty or whatever. Uh, He's just—I feel like Rory has all the skills and none of that. Yeah, it's—it's. I mean, it's mental for him. I mean, he'll go 62, 64, 75, and then he'll like he'll climb back up the leaderboard on Sunday. It's—we've just seen it too many times. He did it at the Masters this year. Yeah, did the same thing. I don't know. He was never in the lead at the Masters uh, to start the week off, but he made Sunday fun. Yeah, I don't know, man. it's disappointing. I, I'm not like a, a Roy stand by any means, but I do like the guy and I, I do pull for him in those scenarios. And I don't know, man. I, I, I feel I feel really bad for this dude. This kid, this Mito Pereira, he played at Tech, right? Yeah, he played at Tech. Um, heard this, a lot of red. Heard a lot of Raider power uh, chants. This leaderboard stunk. I'll say. Are it. we? I, I guess we're two majors into the season, and yeah, it was impressive to see Scotty Scheffler. Basically, go wire to wire. I can't remember if he did or not. But 
put everything out of reach. We had some buzz that was kind of, you know, created by Rory. And then Justin Thomas makes this uh, a show because of a similar comeback. But like, we're kind of over two on like electricity here. And as much as we all hate it, there's no Bryson. There's no Brooks. There's no, I mean, Tiger's effort. There's has no Scheffler. There's no Rom. There's and, no Kepka. Oh, you, you said Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. The guys that you wanted to see there just weren't there. It was a, a weird leaderboard. We had Zelatoris up there, of course. That's who I was riding with, man. Justin Thomas was, uh, I don't know where he started on Sunday, but he, he, he climbed his way up. He just very steadily made his way up the leaderboard on Sunday. It was just a weird one. Yeah. Mito Pereira and, um, Matthew Fitzpatrick were the final pairing. Doesn't do much for me. But this feels like a uh, eleven to seven playoff game in the AFC, like second round, and you get Joe Schmo fan like myself being like, "Ah, oh, this sucks," and then Hardo comes out and's like, "Oh, well, this is just the way it's supposed to be," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, it sucked." Yeah, you want a good mix of you know the, the star, the stars, and then like the the underdog story, the guy you've never heard of who's making a run. Like, that's exciting to me. I don't know. It's just kind of stunk. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little salt or sour because Justin Thomas won and I'm, I'm his number one hater. Do <laughs> what not, what is like it about him that you don't like? He's a chotch. I hate his demeanor. Uh-huh. Uh, I hate the way he snaps at fans and he just acts so bothered by stuff around him. And the way he wears his shirts really bothers me too. You just don't like how he just exists. And his round – his. Round face. I, I just—he's very face. punchable to me. He's a chotch. Did, did you like his rapid dab? No. He rapid dabbed. It was a, it was a very it poor form on the dab too. <laughs> it was. What did it look like? Do a do a good one and do a bad one. He he only did one arm. He just he just went like this. Like, yeah. Just get your other arm up, dog. It's like he was afraid to put his like neck into. Like, it. Have you not seen? Have you not seen Bill Gates do a dab? That's how you dab. <laughs> did Bill Gates rapid dab? He didn't rapid dab. He just dabbed. And it's the it's the chuggiest thing you you'll ever see in your life. Okay. No, but like a real dab is like my my son does the best dab I've seen actually. Parks. Dude, what does his dab, dab look like? He goes like dab, but the way he puts a, he puts a lot of emphasis in. I mean, he it's very enthusiastic. Sure. He just does it right there. You yeah. Gotta, you got to get both arms up, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Adam just did a dab. Behind, I mean, how let's let's rate the dab one to, on a scale one to eight. Justin Thomas. One to eight. Give me the dab. One to eight? One to eight. What, what, why is that your scale? It's a different scale for dabs. It's a weird scale. Um, 2.1. <laughs> KJ? See, I thought the scale went the other way. I was going to rate him an eight because I figured that was poor, putting Cam Newton towards the top as somebody who used to be fairly good at the dab. Uh, and him being number two, I figured that was the case. But uh, quite low to lower is, is my rating. I like the guys who do like a little sassy curtsy with the dab when they kind of roll the hand a little bit and do like a, <laughs> and it's just like you know you think you're they're gonna hit you with something real heavy and that, they, you know that's the J bone dab is that the J bone yeah, dab no don't J-bone. call it that don't give that's him that what credit. he does man the Bill you, know, Gates, you gotta look up the Bill Gates number dab one dab if you haven't seen it it's, it's it's sick you've got to kiss your sister is number one or marry your sister or whatever the uh, line is from season one of I think you should leave. That's the best dab. Oh, Dylan's actually showing me dabs. Okay, this yeah, I know. Gates. I've seen it. Okay. That's not a it's good. It's so one. bad that it's that it's perfect. Hey, you know, he, does he have a monkeypox vaccine? Oh, Jesus. Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm, I'm glad that you went monkeypox and you didn't say like I don't know 
something about how do you have time for all this dabbing like during his flights to Little St. James. Again, file that under jokes I didn't tell, but you know, whatever. Of course, of course, Little St. James a reference to Jeffrey Epstein, Dylan. Right. <laughs> Known pedophile. You've been there. Never been there. I never <laughs> got. I was not a. I was not a elite in the tech industry. I never got the invite to I Little St. Check that manifest. I went to Joe Pool Lake. I don't know. I'll check your search history. Okay. Close the book on this. Did you? Did y'all see Mito the collapse on eighteen? I didn't. No, I was at. It was the like soccer. It was game. so sad, and like I feel like everybody in the world was rooting against him, except for our, our friends in Lubbock. But it. I mean. You knew 18's a tough hole, long par four. And you knew what was about to happen. And he had his follow through was so wild ass Scotty Scheffler like, and he just wiped it right into the water. Golf is that sport where if you haven't been in that situation before, once you're thrust into it for the first time, you just emotionally, you can't handle it. They kept showing his uh, countryman, uh, Joaquin Neiman. Uh huh. Chile. Chile. And they would not stop showing him as this thing's just melting down. Like, can you just. Find something else. I was just sad as fuck. Yeah. Oh well, he'll be back. Maybe I don't know. Kurt Warner's maybe. wife rule. Like there's only so many times you can go back to the same person in the crowd. Like when referencing like whatever story for this player, we learned this via Kurt Warner and Drew Brees's kid. What if you're What if you're pointing out uh, the Alabama quarterback's girlfriend and you just keep going Ooh. back to her? Oh my gosh, Musburger. Has anybody ever been as horny no. as Musburger? No. What's his problem? She did look fly in the stands. She did, but like, come on, dude. Like, what happened to Wait her? till you go to commercial. Do they get married? I think, yeah. AJ McCarron? Yeah, he's got a chest tattoo. I was going to say, is this right. tat still there? What's and her name? One of, the most, her name. one of the most inexplicable, aggressive tattoos. Just. AJ McCarron. Yeah. I'll find his wife. Dude, well, Musburger could. He's been on for a good five, six years. Probably long enough to be, uh, whatever you call it, vested or pension. Pension. Yeah, I think I think he's might be still uh, on a roster. Somewhere. Catherine Webb, Falcons right, is the young lady's name. Uh, she still got it, folks. Uh, I'm happy to report. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, maybe this maybe this will get us all gigs in uh, in Las Vegas. You know, a place where nothing H can she occur like it did for Brent Musburger. Hey, she looks good, Dave. <laughs> you are looking live at this guy's Catherine wife, Catherine Webb, this college student. I am sixty-eight I am years an old, old, dirty man, and you are checking out young chicks with Brett Musburger. I need that to be like a sounder anytime I go to like a uh, a site that I might throw in on an incognito browser. You are looking live. Yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> see too many. I don't want to hear his voice. You don't see too many college relationships work out this long. It's good for them. They're they're really doing it, Dave. That's dude. That's some good insight, really man. Are. Yeah, you know, they really are. So if you're in college right now and you you think you're going to end up with the person you're dating right now, Dylan says you're not. If you're in college right now in a relationship, you're probably going to break up at some point. That's what right. I'm telling you. And you know what? There's a good chance Dylan will have something to do with it. He's probably going <laughs> to probably going to steal your girl. So just don't say we didn't oh, warn you, man. Good for them. If you're in college right now. Transfer to the University of Wisconsin and invite me to some parties. Let me creep. <laughs> <laughs> hey KJ, we talked about this last week and you weren't here, but um, I want to go up there. Y'all I, dedicated H week to me. I appreciate it. You didn't, but I knew didn't. that in my absence, we had a whole week of Hness. In other words, please invite us. Absolutely, we need to bring the crew to Madison. One hundred percent. We don't need to stay in your basement or anything, but we'll get a. Nah, little, I would recommend that. We'll get There's a hotel nearby. Do you think Way your more. place is haunted? Hmm? Do you think it's possibly haunted? No. 
Uh, not to not a flex all, but the place is new. Wait, so I'm wait. the first well, person to be. Uh, are you gonna turn the basement into your man cave? Oh, <laughs> you hear about these? Uh, your boy's already got a couch and a rug down here. Oh, uh, you're halfway there. Halfway. Uh, there. I guess you just need like a beer pong table. Now you need a lazy boy that has a fridge in the side of it. Yeah, built into it. Modern man. Obviously, a, a television will, will help too. Yeah, that's and some kind of like neon beer sign. Would it be lame if I put up a uh, play like a champion today sign, like as I'm walking down the stairs of the basement, just tap that as I'm like entering the threshold? Um, no, that'd be pretty sick. Or you could make one that that in the same font and coloring that says "Go viral today." There we go. Even better. I like that. That's what we had up in the Grand X office. It was pretty. <laughs> Pretty sick. That's true. We when we, we went viral a few times. <laughs> Not enough, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough to keep the lights on. No, I, I will. Let's let's plan a trip for. We need to do it in the hot months, so we yes. are we can get out of out of here. No, I want to go during the fall during football season. You want to go to a game? All right. I mean, yeah, that's that's that's. You probably don't want to jump point. around. Early fall. Let's 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 get it planned. Do you want to jump around or do you not want to jump around? It's a simple are, question. Are there enough listeners up there to where we could do a meetup in Madison? We're I'm less than three hours from Chicago. So yeah. have yes. you met have you met everybody there yet? Because we didn't know how many are uh, listeners. I have like three pending invitations to go get beers. Uh yesterday we had like a neighborhood gathering. And uh I will say one randomly we met a kid who's gonna end up being my my son's like daycare teacher. So, you know, hashtag small town. Uh her maiden name, David, this will stand out to you, uh, rhymes with slurm. Uh-huh. So it's completely random. And I'm like, I don't know if there's connection. I'm not going to blow that cover yet, but uh, that would be wild. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you're making friends. Are you, are, you, are you the alpha yet? They don't know it, but, you know. You know, they say you got to beat someone's ass in your neighborhood like a week with them moving in. So put the word out. Last thing on that, I will say before we pivot and, and dig ourselves out of this hole, uh, for this little neighborhood gathering, you know, we're, uh, I didn't participate in the bags tournament or cornhole tournament, you know, as I had kids with me, I wasn't trying to do that. Oh, I did that in college. Worst night ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to, you know, throw some money in the pot. So I was like, okay, well, I have cash. I mean, who should I, I have Venmo? And they're like, oh, the treasurer is that guy over there. Here's his Venmo. Just another PSA here in the year 2022. If you are still keeping your Venmo transaction somewhat public near the treasurer of a neighborhood association, maybe the descriptions of your Venmo transactions shouldn't be things that were, and I quote, PP or poo poo, and then followed by like PP but not poo poo. And it was just all of these, and it was just between two guys. So you know, it was just dumb dude bro stuff. But I'm like, come on now. We're Dude, that, a decade into this. You know, that, people see this shit. It's just classic bro humor right there. Was Mojo it like egg a, I'm sorry. I was thinking it was going to be way worse. Oh, it, it, it probably gets worse, but I didn't want to dox the guy too much. You know, my favorite. Do they know you do uh podcasts? You're a famous podcaster. I went back into the house to uh, change, change shirts as I was rocking Dippy before we left. And I was Hell like, yeah. you know what? 90% of my wardrobe is either uh, washed, SMU, or Texas-themed. I'm like, all right, I got to go real generic before I uh, scope this scene out. <laughs> well, KJ, even though you are um, way up there, 
you know, you can, you can still access a little bit of down here with Nord <laughs> FPN. You crushed that. VPN? Nord, what did I just say? You Nord said FPN. Nord VPN. Let's start. Let's just keep, let's just, this is not the ad read. We're doing something else. I'm just teasing that. Um, we'll just, we'll talk about something. KJ, do you think you might do some painting in that home? Uh, I'm debating on going the studio route of hanging some curtains to start. Uh, so that I don't have to deal with like a non-permanent situation with these concrete walls before it's finished out. So uh, I may hit up Brett or Randy for the uh, same Amazon link. So we get matching curtains at least to stay on brand back here. Well, KJ, yeah. let me let me tell you a little bit about NordVPN, if you don't mind, if I pivot a little bit here. There we go. The benefits of it are they're just astounding for movie streaming, everything, access the internet from anywhere. Don't miss your favorite content from home when traveling abroad. I didn't know what this was until like five months ago, and I cannot believe I've gone this long without using it. Have you ever used it? Surely you have. So one thing that has been key uh, for me moving from Texas to Wisconsin in the middle of playoff season for my local teams is not losing access to local television. And some of the things that I value security wise uh, so shouts to the folks at NordVPN coming through in the clutch because it's given me the ability to remain in touch with my local teams, keep my things private as I'm moving into a new area and not knowing uh, the risks around me. But uh, NordVPN has actually given us the ability to provide the exclusive NordVPN deal. You can go to NordVPN.com slash TMD, use code TMD as in too much dip just the letters get a huge discount off of your NordVPN plan plus free threat protection threat protection would protect you from such things as threats and an additional month for free completely risk-free the Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee again that's a huge discount off of your NordVPN plan plus free threat protection and an additional month free by going to nordvpn.com slash tmd use code tmd to make sure Dippy knows that you were there. Boom. KJ is an expert. KJ is smart. He's not. He's not stupid. I was keeping up with the with the changes on the fly, and it it felt a lot like uh, you ever seen that guy that that show uh, Squid Games. You yeah, familiar. It's real popular. Viral sensation. Was, yeah, exactly. The glass was breaking underneath all those old people. <laughs> That's what it felt like watching copy being deleted. <laughs> and I was, I just, I tried to grab a hold of you to, to kill both of us. <laughs> you somehow survived. <laughs> oh man. Is uh, time to party already? Yeah, we got a party. By the way, we're doing, we're going to have a new, new sports party song going forward. Ooh. Oh yeah. So we'll debut that next Monday. Oh, not, not you can't what do it now, bitch. Nah, it's not ready yet. We're, we're we got a little something. We're just gonna go with an old favorite. Are you chopping something up? What a seg tease. Like DJ Screw? No, not not like DJ Screw. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just having my buddy make something. Okay, so he's is he gonna chop and screw it? Oh, I can ask him too. All right, what's the SEC beef here? For that, I, I would like to say RIP to my flat panel television as we, you know, have to start sports party off on a down note. But the SEC beef, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Nick Saban is going full blown. 
I don't even know what you want to call it, like rap battle beef. I don't know what the form was, but he was in his absolute feelings, named names. He, I believe he called out um, what Dion has been able to accomplish at Jackson State and recruiting the number one recruit overall in the nation last year. Uh, and then went directly at Texas A&M saying that they paid for every single recruit that they have. Uh, Facts. In the land of the NIL, where there are really no rules up until late, and we'll talk about one of those in a second, um, it's kind of funny hearing of all people complain. Fucking Nick Saban. Yeah, coming, it coming from Nick Saban is just a weird move. And he even mentioned like Alabama had the second-rated recruiting class in the country before he threw Texas A&M under the bus. Like, dude, coming what? from you, it's it's just really rich. I, I just – what? I don't see why. Like, why does Nick's Jimbo Fisher hasn't won anything at AM? Why does he have to like why is he worried about what they're doing? Like, because you're Nick Saban. You're a you are the class the, of the SEC most uh, of the I time. I mean, because of the, the obviously the NIO ruling, it is allowed basically colleges to yeah. buy players. And I get that. It's just it's just Dude, why do you why are you letting them op, uh, occupy some real estate in your dome? You're, did, you're the psychopath. You're he Nick did Saban. later after Jimbo went off on him. He did later say he shouldn't have mentioned any any program by name, and he apologized for that. But um, yeah, Texas A&M, the best recruiting class in the history of college football. How many wins? Rate rate uh, <laughs> ranking wise. How many wins does that translate to this year? Go uh, ahead. Who's their quarterback? You need a quarterback still, I think. But yeah, they have. I mean, that, that's a ridiculously loaded young team. Absolutely. Hudson Card, I believe. Um, so, it, sorry to, to interject, no but Nick Saban is claiming that Alabama has used the NIL the, the right way. Like you get guys on campus and then they are free to pursue these endorsement deals. He says that teams like AM are using it the improper way, which is like using the, the NIL to draw players to their school with promises of, okay, you come to AM, we're going to give you X amount of dollars. And he, I don't know. And maybe that's a loophole that needs to be closed. But as far, I mean, currently they're not breaking any rules as far as I know. That was the one rule for the NIL prior to like the recent. Even it wasn't even a recent change. It was just more of like we're going to be more strict on collectives, which Texas was very public about saying, hey, we've got a collective of local businessmen, alums, former players uh, who basically are going to be able to throw their money into a hedge fund. Uh, I, I guarantee there are some tax advantages to it where it's looked at like some sort of donation to an academic institution or something. Uh, so you can write that money off not to get too uh, deep with it. But Texas went very public with it. SMU followed suit with like a smaller number tied to theirs. And that's kind of gotten out of hand. But again, what Dylan is saying is correct in terms of like accusing A&M of saying, here's the price we're willing to pay is not what it was meant for. Everybody always said like, hey, if I'm creating this much value at the university, I should be able to benefit from it, which is the mindset A&M or Alabama is claiming to have like, Come here, create value, and then benefit, not come here, be given money, and right. then try to create value the other way around. At the end of the day, it does make me wonder. We talked about uh, Florida. Um, <clears throat> they just, who the coach they fired, Dan Mullen, and how he was run out of there after like some eight and four seasons, had a bunch of top 15, top 12, top 10 recruiting classes. 
I had made the ignorant comment saying like, that seems pretty decent. I get that the success was not there over their rivals or in their conference, but you know, for him to be run out of town, it seemed like an overreaction. I do wonder that if you are Alabama and you begin to see that you're losing some ground in recruiting, let's say you don't win a national title next year in Georgia and or A&M does like they're never going to run Saban out of there. But I think people are beginning to suggest retirement or ask about his next steps if we do this for two or three seasons without another Bama title, and this keeps happening. I liked how uh, Jimbo cited uh, – because Jimbo coached under Bobby Bowden, right? <laughs> I like how he cited Bobby Bowden as like, this is the guy – you know, he does it the right way, basically saying that Saban, someone he also coached under, does not do it the right way. And I was just like, wait, there's no, Bobby Bowden, there's, that's not a clean resume. Not at all. But I love Bobby Bowden, but that is a Larry Brown-esque figure in the, fa- in the past football world who never really got punished for it. Something should, and I'm saying this as a fan of a team who has probably done a little bit of what AM is, is doing too. It's like promising players X amount of dollars if they commit to their program. This is not going to be good for college football in the long run if this isn't cleaned up somehow. I mean, it's going to the ability to like buy players is going to be really good for some programs and completely detrimental to programs that don't got it like that. You know what I mean? And it's, I don't know. Yeah. Texas state's in a lot of trouble. They're cut, <laughs> they've actually been hitting me up about like joining their collective. I'm like, dude, if y'all are getting to me, you are in a bad way. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. Here's $20. I'll say this. <laughs> if uh, you contributing $20 a month, keeps it to where their players don't have to resort to like, I don't know, kidnapping and ransom for money. Maybe that will be helpful. I don't know if y'all did that story last week. We didn't. The Texas State <laughs> player kidnapping his own roommate. I don't know how much of it's true or where things landed with that. Seemed pretty disturbing, but uh, some wild ass shit. I did not hear about that. Yeah, this. it did not make, uh, it didn't even make Austin news. That's why I'm wondering about the like, plausibility of it all because it was weird that the victim in this situation they had a camera in their house inside their apartment which like my friends and i would joke about doing like at parties like let's just put up a a webcam and like record our parties and then go back and watch like whatever nobody wants that bad idea um a lot of cases uh but they had this going on and they have video of like one roommate like approaching the other with a pistol. He says he tied him up, put him in his own trunk and all this shit and was threatening to shoot him, take all his money. And he posted this whole thing to his Instagram story. The victim did. It was like, anybody in the Texas area, please read this. <laughs> this is an emergency. And I'm like, why are you on Instagram stories with the novel with this shit? Like, this is weird. That's not how this works. So I don't know what happened. Hopefully everybody's okay, but yeah, I don't know. Who's not okay real quick is uh, Pittsburgh, the University of, because they did lose a <laughs> Blitnikoff winner, Jordan Addison, to USC, and I think that's what's triggered a lot of these NIL questions. Is This kid was down to Texas in USC, by the way. He did a surprise visit to Austin a couple weeks back, and then uh, USC the weekend after, down to those two – and it, a few weeks ago, he talked about um, USC, like basically paying him to enter the transfer portal, or something along, like enticing him somehow, like hey, or like promising like you transfer anyway. I think that's the entire. That's like the one rule. I think you mentioned this. You can't 
Lincoln Riley can't say, hey, enter the portal. You got a spot here. He has to enter the portal on his own volition, and then he can be recruited. And there's also the story about Xavier Worthy. The same thing happened to him, which he ended up turning it down. But it was also rumored to be USC who did this. So they're <laughs> they're just playing by their own rules out there, I, I guess. But I um, kind of love it that he's just going full sleaze. Yeah. Jordan Addison <laughs> rumored, I think it's been like, Shot down, but rumored to get like three and a half million dollars in NIL deals um, after committing or to commit to USC. It's probably not near that, but he probably got majorly paid in a number that Pitt couldn't keep up with. So, um, yeah, it's it's the Wild West right now. It's wild. We'll stay on college football. It's all been it's all but been confirmed that Texas Alabama will be a noon kickoff in austin how does that make you feel what a waste what a joke noon eastern correct yeah oh yeah 11 11 yeah. a.m local time oh my god how big noon kickoff so it's it's so the fox deal fox, they yeah, have, a, they're locked a fox in. broadcast and they what a joke man you think clay will be there clay travis <laughs> i don't know I don't know. So is he still doing the bus? Weren't they doing a bus? Tour? That guy, he's the most punchable person in media. In my I'm just curious. Be there. My brain went to Clay Jenkins and then Flounder. <laughs> I thought and I so talking about Clay Any one of the three would have elected laughs from me, but still, um, Joel Klatt will be there. Um, like Joel Klatt? I don't know. What's the scene in Austin for 11 a.m. kicks for big games? There isn't one. I mean, there, this is a joke, man. Okay. It, just, it really does take a lot of the excitement off of the game because we all know Texas is going to get the shit pushed in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I hope that doesn't actually happen. And, um, like, so give us like the, the, the full day of tailgating and then, and the excitement of like, I don't know, this sucks. You're right. No, it's, it's, it's really annoying. Um, somebody pointed out, when Texas goes to the SEC, they will not be locked into this. So no more noon kickoffs. So maybe um, some good will come from that. Just, you know, whiteboarding it here, if you will. Big, bold letters, brunch with the boys is what we call this. Get Pete and DJ down here. You flying down? Your boy will be in town for it. I've already got this year marked in the calendar to make sure I'm back around the time because it's like Labor Day-ish. Um, and this is, uh, you know, we turn uh, some lemonade into lemons or some shit. and Lemon party. Watch this from like a parking lot instead of trying to like go to the game. So you a know, tailgate? Our office sets up nicely for a little watch party if I'm being honest. I'm just saying, I'm sure there's a ticket, a uh, dollar per ticket amount for a little projector uh, situation and, and some bevies. No mm. parking. Absolutely no parking. <laughs> I don't know. It stinks. We need, we need prime time. We need lights on. Um, we, we, need the, we need everyone to be drunk. Student session. You. you know what I mean? Yeah. We need a rowdy in there, man. This you sucks. should go. You're the rowdy gentleman. You need to go get everybody going, man. Just not, man. <laughs> You're not what you used to be, but you still pack a punch when you want to be rowdy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway. Speaking of rowdy, is it ever okay for your team in the middle of a playoff run, even if you're down three games to nil, to go to the titter with the boys? 
No. Who is Florida down to? Let me ask that one question. I don't know. Tampa Bay. No. Okay. So it's in state too. I was hoping that this was a situation where like they had an extended travel situation. They were stuck in fucking Toronto or something with an extra day in between. So it's like a Canadian titter, which wouldn't really count. Um, they got to keep it warm. You can't see it anyway. So uh, the fact that this is Florida, okay, Florida clubs, that's pretty extreme. It Explain. is Florida behavior, though. Explain why. I just feel like in Florida, like you're getting at least like primetime clubs. I would feel more okay if people were going to the titter in like a more tame situation where it was like, a burlesque and a beer, you know, like, I don't care if they're you know doing whatever, but if they're doing the Pat Bev or not, even Pat Bev, who was it? Uh, Lou Williams and hitting up fucking Onyx. Isn't that the same situation? Or not Onyx. It was club, uh, called Ma- magic city, magic city. Yes. Onyx is Dallas is uh black strip club of choice, but, uh, I guess that's the closest uh, closest analogy is you get Lou Williams wings out of this and the Panthers aren't going to fucking play that right. It's kind of funny. I mean, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm a Panthers fan, I'm like, hell, now I'm 3-0. I mean, there is... <laughs> We're going to win anyway. Now, there there is precedent there. That's the one sport, right? They say in a seven-game series, 3-0 lead is not necessarily safe. It happened a while back, but um Yeah. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's tough. If I found out, like, if I found out, like, Luca and Jalen Brunson <laughs> and Jason Kidd were just, you know, they went to blow off a little steam at, uh, I don't know, Legends over there by the ballpark or whatever. It's probably not even open anymore. It hasn't been open for like twenty five years, honestly. No. You remember Club <laughs> Legends? They'd fly the plane over, free admission with the ticket stub, so they say. Unfortunately, aware. But yeah. But, uh- I would enjoy that. I guess we tried to get fucking punked with this by Luca just having a patio beer. That was such a, that was so funny that people thought like, oh, he's having a beer game on the day of a game. It was an old photo. (laughs) And you know what? At that point, that was before game one. I'm like, if he wants to drink a beer, I don't care if he's drinking in the locker room. Like none of this matters. It's whatever he needs to do. He's fucking Slovenian. Well, uh, I, I do want to introduce a little bit of lad football bruv news because I think it was pretty fucking wild. Uh, Killian Mbappe, and I probably fucked up his name. Might be Kylian. I don't know. All I call him is Mbappe because he's that dude. Uh, plays for PSG. Uh, he's been a rock star for soccer for damn near a decade. He's 23 years old. Real Madrid was trying to recruit him at 11 years old. And every single transfer window or, you know, the times where other teams could court him, Real Madrid has put down huge amounts of money to try to uh, woo him over their way. And he's from Paris, consistently, like, stayed loyal, but he'll hear out teams. And all of the chatter was that he was going to end up going to Real Madrid at this transfer portal. And he, in the last minute, basically decided, you know, looked between the two offers, stuck with, uh, Paris Saint Germain or PSG as they're more widely known. Not only did they pay him 300 euros for a three year agreement, which is about $320 million wild boy shit. Uh, but basically gave him like full carte blanche over choosing the equivalent of a coach, a GM and like all of the personnel in everything at 23 years old, like publicly like saying this, like we all know LeBron was that dude in the NBA, like, they knew, we knew he called the shots, but like at 23, 
he was still having to put up with them, like bringing in, what was the guy's name from uh, Eurobasket who like came and was coach for like two years before they hired Lou, Lou uh, whatchamacallit, doesn't matter. But Mbappe getting this kind of power is incredible. A big part of it has to do with the fact that PSG is now owned by, uh, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but their owners are based in, in Qatar where the World Cup will be this November and December. And they just did not want to see their crown jewel club and their, you know, their superstar playing for a different team going into the World Cup year. That would be very costly to them is how they perceived it. So they dropped the fucking bag. God, that is so much money. He said he didn't do it for the money. He did it for the sporting project. So I guess <laughs> what you were just talking about. Yeah, Cutter, Cutter Sports Investments. Wow. That, is your, that is your owner. So... Um, I mean, I guess that's a, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes type deal. But Pat Mahomes deal is 10 years. This is a three-year deal. He'll be 26 and can re-up. God. 5'10", 160. Not a large fella. Insane. He's a baller, Dave. He's a baller. Well, that was fun. You want to run it back for us? We can uh, get on. Oh, yeah. Just reading that article. Okay. Let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. KJ is no longer with us. He's alive and everything, but he's just not here anymore. Dylan gets to be regular size again now that KJ is gone. <laughs> KJ knows a lot about Smiley Kaufman's struggling career in professional golf. True. JT can't dab for shit. Facts. Bill Gates, go to dabber. Facts. Catherine Webb, still got it. You are looking live. College relationships tend to not work out. <laughs> hey, look at the numbers. It's true. This guy used to host the mail-in. KJ is not stupid. No. And finally, and I didn't add this one, I Dave did. doesn't understand VPN. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know what it is. I just can't explain it very well. But no, we you guys it. will never know the what that's referring to. And that concludes Run It Back. Fun well, one that, was, that was a lot of fun, KJ. We'll let you get back to um, unpacking and maybe sending some emails, whatever you got to do the rest of the day. Any parting please thoughts? Please respond to any uh, requests for ransom as you know, this entire episode, it's looked like I'm being held prior to, I don't know, my head being severed, but uh, hopefully my scene looks a little bit more uh, chic in the coming weeks, if you will. Okay. Well, we will Bye -bye. see y'all next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.